Welcome to episode four of The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. I might throw a few tips in there too. This week's episode looks at mood. I'll be honest with you, originally this episode was going to be called Mood Boards for Creative Writing and while that is a fab title, I was at a loss as to how to fill a whole episode because most of what I had in mind was very visual and that's pretty hard to convey through the medium of a podcast. Thus, I altered it to mood and will take a casual, sometimes whimsical look at that in all its forms within creative writing. Mood can be interpreted in several ways within creative writing. Let's just first check the online dictionary's definition of mood. Atmosphere of the narrative, gained through setting, dialogue and attitude, and descriptions. In movies, mood examples might be mysterious or spooky, romantic, emotional, exciting and so on. Therefore, it's clear to see how close mood and genre are created and how close mood and themes work work together in both the written word and the visual experience. So let's look at mood of the writer, of the story, of society and of themes. We can even briefly consider the mood of the reader if we end up publishing our writing. So you can see why I changed the title, can't you? Before I begin, I'm recording this podcast episode next to an open door. My garden is just on the other side of the door with trees and birds, so it's quite possible you'll hear them tweeting, flapping or flying. So let's begin with mood of the writer. I'm going to jump right in here and highlight that I am a writer of many moods and these moods can influence the genre in which I work. My own emotional mood can influence the story and my character's moods can influence mine. Psychologically, I think when you inhabit the minds of people you create for the page, You have to take on their mindset, which in turn influences their moods. Thus, if you're writing about a whimsically happy little squirrel prancing through the woods, you'll probably take on that whimsy and happiness even for a few moments. Conversely, if you're writing about a psychopath, you may take on some of those attributes too. Fortunately, providing you've not got those tendencies in the first place, you probably won't go through your day without a care for other people. Of course, themes, plots and motivations of other characters play a part in that as well. I often glean from my own mood at the time of writing, yet I'm also able to manifest the mood of a specific character. If they're low, I can be low. If they're high, I can be high. When they're adventurous, curious or driven, I can be too. And when they're excited, so am I. Just as when I'm feeling unsure which way is up, that may come across in my writing. I often don't know this until I'm editing though and I can see the difference in the tone. Perhaps a character is not behaving how they ought to and merging into another on the page who is quite different. It's then that I'll notice it and wonder what on earth I was thinking when I wrote it. That is the power of editing though and the ability to see the words through the writer's eyes separately from the reader's eyes. The mood of the writer seems to have been a big deal with the classics. Let's take Dickens' Bleak House for a moment. If you've read anything about his actual life, you'll know he was a driven man who had a poor start to life. This was reflected in many of his stories, and when I think of his work, I generally think about the dark mood, the dark tone, the atmosphere of the stories. Most of them are pretty bleak. Now let's move on to mood of the story. I recently watched the adaptation of Where the Crawdogs Sing by Delia Owens. I haven't read the book, 
The movie is set around a court case about a young woman post-war in the deep south of America. While the tone is both upbeat and sad, the themes include justice, abandonment and nature, although there are many more. The mood has moments of lightness before moving on to a darker, more sinister place. While the darkness plays throughout, I felt the mood of the story included being free since there were so many scenes of nature, animals, mainly birds, and the environment in which she lives. And while there was a twist at the end, I did feel I'd taken a big gulp of fresh air while watching it. That feeling of freedom in a wide open space was wonderful, even while conversely the protagonist was trapped inside her very small world. But no more almost spoilers here. Have you ever read a story where the mood is so rich with opulence or fueled with explosions that you think you might choke on the exhaust fumes just by reading the words? That kind of mood can be the difference to a reader picking up another from the author and not seeking them out again. Of course, a lot of this is speculation as to what a consumer wants from their reading experience in the first place. Maybe we need a hug when we reach for a romantic novel. Maybe there's some action in our lives when we seek out a crime story. Or maybe we're looking for thrills when we buy a thriller. Visual mood is another thing. Now we've considered book-to-movie adaptations, another good example of mood is with almost any of the Batman movies. Batman is from the DC Comics universe. When I think about the movies, they're dark to look at, as well as within the themes of the story. Cinematically, scenes within Batman movies are black or dark blue, which instantly gives the viewer an idea of the tone. Atmosphere was mentioned earlier, and it stands out within these movies. They're incredibly atmospheric. From this point of view, the mood lends itself to the movie branding too. You don't go and watch a Batman movie, for instance, if you want to see something light and whimsical. You know what you're getting yourself into with a dark movie, and it's similar with novels. Back to the start of the episode again, if you think of a Stephen King book, you're not going to expect anything light, are you? Aside from his more unusual stories like The Coming of Age Stand By Me, his sci-fi The Green Mile, or his prison drama The Shawshank Redemption, the majority of his stories are going to be quite dark in mood and potentially scary. The mood of society ought to come next if I were honest with the original breakdown I mentioned earlier, but I'm going to focus for a minute on the mood of themes. Back again to Sir Dickens. His stories were pretty dark and miserable and it's clear from some of them that they were based on his early life. The darkness took form in different ways from the lack of money to how people treated each other. Working more hours than in a day... Working more hours a day than not and receiving a pittance for it was common back then and being yelled at or beaten was nothing out of the ordinary. That creates a mood within literature that's dark and sad and revengeful. I mean, thankfully, we can close the book and get on with our day every so often without thinking about that sort of thing for most of us. But it's worth noting that we can learn a lot from these authors when it comes to our own writing. Lastly, the mood of society seems a fitting way to complete this episode. Nobody will blame you if your first thought that society's mood is generally downbeat. Certainly if you watch a lot of news. I try not to, but there's always a way it filters itself and finds a way to your door. But if you can pull yourself away from the news, that's domestic and international news, you might see life differently. Generally, I try to see the good in people, and if I do go out and about, I do see that, mostly. But many writers gather research from reality to populate their stories. 
This is probably true for more writers than not, and of course dependent on the genre. Mood can be torn apart and pasted back again in all art forms. The written word is just one. There's plenty of ways to investigate mood within creative writing, and I've literally touched on just a few here. So if this topic is something you'd like to further discuss, why not do it on the show's Facebook page? The link will be in the show notes. Until next time, thank you for listening for this week's episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of mood. Please like and share the podcast. Don't forget to tag me on social media so I can publicly thank you. On Twitter, I'm at SJBWrites. On Instagram, I'm at S.J.Bannum, no spaces. On Facebook, I'm Sarah Bannum. And on LinkedIn, I'm Sarah Bannum, BA Honours. Thank you for listening.